Hello there, this is John Falola. Thank you so much for joining me on today's broadcast of Sea Tribe Global Community. Our topic for today is wealth and freedom. Um, this is the second message, so I call it two. So, sequel to the first um, one, which was from a different context. So in, in, in this in second part we're taking our scriptural reading from the book of Genesis twelve from verse one through the last verse which is twenty. So I, I read in Jesus' name. God told Abraham, Leave your country, your family, and your father's home for your land I will show you. I will make you a great nation and bless you. I will make you famous, you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. Those who curse you, I will curse. All the families of the earth will bless through you. So Abraham left just as God said, and Lot left with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he left Aram. Abraham took his wife Sarai and his nephew Lot with him. Along with all these possessions and people that had they had gotten in Aaron and set out for a land of Canaan and arrived safe and sound. Abraham passed through the country as far as Shechem and the hook of Moriah. At that time, Canaanites occupied the land. God appeared to Abraham and said, I will give this land to your children. Abraham built an altar at the place God had appeared to him. He moved on from there to the hill country called Bethel and pitched his tent towards Bethel to the west of Ai, to the east. He built an altar there and prayed to God. Abraham kept moving, steadily making it making his way south to the Negev. Then a famine came to the land. Abraham went down to Egypt to live. It was a hard time, hard famine. As he drew near to Egypt, he said to his wife, Sarai, Look, we have we both know that you are beautiful but you are a beautiful woman. When the Egyptians see you, they are going to say, Ah, that is wife and kill him. But they will let you live. Do me a favor. Let them tell them you are my sister. Because of you, they will welcome me and let me live. When Abraham arrived in Egypt and Egyptians took one look and saw that his wife was stunningly beautiful. Pharaoh's princess raved over her to Pharaoh and she was taken to live with Pharaoh. Because of her, Abraham got along very well. He accumulated sheep, cattle, male and female donkeys, men and women, servants and camels. But God eats Pharaoh hard because of Abraham's wife, Sarah. Everybody in the palace got seriously sick. Pharaoh called for Abraham. What was this that you have done to me? Why didn't you tell me she's your wife? Why didn't, did you say she's my sister? So that I would take her as my wife. Here's your wife back. Take her and get out. Pharaoh ordered his men to get Abraham out of the country. They sent him and his wife and everything he owned on their way. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
the context of this scriptural reading is very powerful because God spoke to a man in a in his comfort zone. He was successful to an extent. A seventy-five year old that tells you that with God there's no age limits to your seasons of um, evolving into a better uh, being. Sometimes we think that dreams have timeline or our destinies have timeline. It doesn't. Uh, where I come from, they say the day you wake up is your morning. Like it's an African proverb. It says the day you wake up or the time you wake up is your morning. That means that every one of us, people live twice on the face of the earth. People live casually and the day they discover why they are existing, they start living intentionally. So, with that, with that being said, from the context of the scriptural reading as it pertains to wealth and freedom, in the kingdom of God, our currency is instructions. I've said it over and over again. In the kingdom of God, our currency, what we trade for wealth, is instructions. That's why Jesus said, "It will not live by bread. You, you will not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God." Bread in that context is sustenance. That means that the secret to our sustenance and health is the instructions from the mouth of God. How do you get instruction from the mouth of God? It's by developing a relationship. It's like your daily interaction with your friend. That's why Abraham was called a friend of God. You know, you keep in touch. You try to hold the conversations around issues that bother you. And you talk about things in, in its raw form. You know, not, you know, there's a father dimension to God, the Abba Father. And there's a friend dimension to God where you get to be dialoguing with him, even in prayer, as if you are conversing with a friend. You know, Say this is not like this, so I don't like you know, and he will tell you his own intentions. That's another level of relationship with God, and we and we all have our ways of connecting with Him. So that doesn't have to be your own way of interacting with Him. But what's fine and cool is this: Abraham was called out from his comfort zone, and by virtue of his obedience, he left Aram. With his level of success, everything he has gathered, and he went to a he, he got an instruction that he should leave the land, his father's country, and all of, and all of that. And he let he got to a land that God promised to give to him. You know, God mentioned specifics when he got to Canaan land and or Canaan rather. Sorry for using that. Canaan. When he got there, God now told him that this is the place. And by virtue of that, Abraham built an altar there in reverence to the fact that God had to cement what he had heard from God. See, in life, things happen twice. Things happen the day spiritually and physically. So, the day God spoke that to him and he 
built an altar in commemoration to what he has heard. It was settled that that land had become his offspring's land. But it took time before it manifested in reality. About over 400 years afterwards. But the point is this. God's word does not tarry. It does not... I won't say it doesn't fall to the ground. It can't be defeated. There's an appointed time for its fulfillment. It's always going to come to pass. So, he moved to Egypt. From every point he moved, he became wealthier. So, he tells you and I that our wealth is tied to locations or making moves based on God's instructions. So, in today's world, that is basically borderlessness. You're doing business across different locations. How does this pertain to freedom? Our freedom is tied to the instructions that come out from the mouth of God. Our survival depends on it as well. So, me, over the years, I've always trusted what it says over what I can see. And what has, what has that done successfully for me is to be able to be confident even in times of uncertainty. I understand that what it, what it is that we see today was framed by his words. What it is that we will see tomorrow will be framed by his words. So I trust his words more than what I even see physically right now. So that's why I can connect with someone who is not physically with me and absolutely love them. You know, but we love love the person to the point that um, to see they are close to you. So, with that being said, there was a well transfer at every point. And if you check properly, Abraham's wife was well, virtually the fact that God started the covenant relationship with him. God's hand of protection was on him. His hand of preservation was on him. That means that nobody could steal from Abraham. So someone tried to take his wife because he was scared that he was outnumbered. And he lied, you know. And when he got, you know, he didn't even bother himself after Pharaoh had you know, uh, chosen to take his spouse. That's the funny part of the story. He was still amassing wealth. Because his fear was that he knew that he married a very beautiful woman. Yet, even if they should take this woman, they shouldn't kill him. Whereas he didn't, what he didn't know is that the moment he struck a covenant with God, for anybody to take out him, they have to go through God. So I guess he thought he had moved on, you know, uh, without her, since Pharaoh had attempted to steal what is it, what is his own. Then God struck the entire household to pass a message across, and what is what. And his wife was returned to him. And he left that country with much, much more wealth. That tells you and I about something. Wealth transfers comes with locations, 
it comes with you solving problems in any place you find yourself what contract comes with you developing skill sets you had you had cartoons you had you had diversified portfolio of, of worlds so you need to know how to do a number of things even if one is your first major point of breakthrough into how you diversify portfolio that's how you secure wealth you can get rich by focusing on one on one thing we can get wealthy by you can't get worried by having a diversified portfolio. It's been a time-tested principle. So in this case, what you must know is this. The power of God's blessing upon your life guarantees that where you don't belong, you'll be ejected out of those places. As one of fact, they might even pay you to leave you know, <laughs> uh, and the same thing happened when the Israelites were supposed to move to the Promised Land. The people of Egypt give them all their belongings. That's why they were pursuing them because they had been bankrupt. So, whenever God wants to transfer wealth, He puts you in a position whereby you are around a vicinity of royalty. To solve a problem at a certain level, or around a vicinity of people who can afford the services that you render, and once that world is transferred, you can decide that that season is over, move to another season. From this story, you realize that if you want to work with God successfully, you must not be caught in your yesterday. You must be listening to what God is saying today. That means that. To say that yesterday is better than today is a failure of God. You need to understand what today, what God is saying today, so that you can always be abreast in the, of what is required in the future. There's nobody that worked with God that didn't have an evolving instruction in God to put them ahead of trend of times and seasons. So to be in a relationship with God guarantees your financial freedom. See, today you call God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because of this covenant, these realities. So there's something more than wealth, which is God's covenant relationship. His covenant relationships avails you more than just wealth. That is why in the book of Revelation 5.12, the seven seals of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ was unveiled, which is power, wealth, wisdom, honor, glory, praise, glory, uh, honor, glory, praise. Uh, last one is strength. So God's covenant offers you what money cannot buy. Yes, wealth is a byproduct. You have wealth. And in the order of its declaration, power is confessed. And God has to empower you. Then wisdom comes second. You need, you need wisdom. Sorry. It is power, wealth. God has to empower you to create wealth. 
I need you need wisdom to sustain it. That's the, wisdom is the third one. Then when you get wealth, it leads you to you need strength to enjoy your growth, which is the fourth one. And after, afterwards, it results into honor, praises, glory. People will begin to see you in a different light, manifesting those things. So, true freedom is to have free capacity to have dominion. The sense of freedom in this context is dominion, to be able to live your life on the terms of God for your life. And when I say on the terms of God for your life, that means you are good at in sync. You're living life on your terms, not somebody calling the shots around your life. And I'm not saying that you can't, um, while you are at work, you should disrespect your superiors. I'm saying that dominion simply means that you can control your time, you can control how you live your life, you can control the quality of food you eat, you can control the quality of house you live in, you can control the quality of the environment you stay in. You can control the level of the quality of friends you have. You can control the quality of relationships you build. You can control the quality of businesses that you build. All those things. Quality thinking. So I hope that you get the message straight that God's covenant avails you freedom in every area of life. The mistake we make is people justify your relationship with God with wealth. But the premise for justification of your relationship with God is those seven uh, factors I mentioned, which is power, wealth, wisdom, strength, honor, praise, glory. Those seven things are important. So all of them are intertwined. So, so many people, you meet them, they have six of them but they don't have wealth and when you meet such people people can miss them in their season of seed form because they seed them and and have a season so because they are in a metamorphosis stage you think that they are not wealthy but they have intangible wealth they are evolving so when they now prof, and you now begin to realize these guys actually had all this potential, all this wow. The truth was, it was there. You didn't just see it. Human beings look at the physical. God looks at the intangible. So I just needed this to register in your mind. The essence of wealth is for you to be free, for you to be able to make sound decisions with your life for you to be able to get a good career or thrive in your career, for you to have a thriving business, for you to have a thriving family, for you to be able to contribute value to humanity, for you to have freedom of time that allows you to navigate all your all the things that matter to you in life, to spend more time with your family, to spend more time with your loved ones, to spend more time with your friends, to be able to invest in their lives, to be able to care about them, to be able to show that you really treasure them and all of that so all of this is very very important if you would be impactful in life you need wealth for freedom i pray for you all 
Let's bow and eyes close. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that beyond God's empowerment, that you have wisdom to sustain your blessings, wisdom to multiply your blessings, wisdom to enjoy the sevenfold of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ on the face of the earth, which is power, wealth, wisdom, strength, honor, praise, glory, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I pray that all that pertains to life and godliness begins to come true in your life. Nothing missing, nothing broken. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen.